Hi, listeners. This week, we have a little Hanukkah present for you. That's right. It's a Hanukkah playlist of original stories and audio content from your friends here at PJ Library. First, we'll get a refresh on the Hanukkah story from our old podcast, Have I Got a Story for You. Then we'll travel back to season one in Mishal and re-listen as Jack jumps over a Hanukkah with a little help from Evie. And finally, let's learn how to light Hanukkah candles with Mimi and Kiddo from our other podcast, Afternoons with Mimi. Once upon a time. Uh, Rita, don't start that way. We never really start that way. This is a special story. Give it a fancy beginning. A fancy beginning. Hmm. All right. How about this? Long, long ago, before you were born, before your parents or their parents or your great, 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 great grandparents were born in the land of Israel, in a city called Jerusalem, there was a beautiful and sacred building, the Holy Temple. The temple contained many beautiful objects, including a tall, golden menorah. Unlike menorahs of today, this one had seven rather than nine branches and was lit not by candles or light bulbs, but by oil. Every evening, oil would be poured into the cups that sat on top of the menorah. The whole building would glow with shimmering light. It was stunning. Wow, I can almost see it. And the Holy Temple was the most special place on earth for the Jewish people. Wait, wait, was? Rita, did something happen to it? Oh, you you really don't know this story. Well, yeah, but don't worry, there's a happy ending. Now, let's meet the bad guy, King Antiochus. <laughs> That's me. I am the king of Israel. Everyone must do as I say. Sheesh. Rita, he seems pretty scary. Should we tone him down? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Antiochus, can you just rein it in? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll take it down just a notch or several notches or... You're at a ten. We need you at, like, a four. Right, got it. It is I, Antiochus, ruler over this land. I declare that Israel belongs to me. Everyone must do as I say. Better? Much better. I do not like anyone who is different from me. Take the Jewish people, for example. They read the Torah and celebrate Shabbat, and their God is different from the gods I worship. I do not like it, not one bit. So what happened? Well, Antiochus ordered the Jewish people to, well, stop being Jewish. No more going to temple. No more reading the Torah. And definitely no more Mechis ice cream. <gasps> He ordered his guards to ransack the temple. They brought mud and garbage into the temple. They broke furniture, tore curtains, and smashed the jars of oil that were used to light the menorah. Uh, can I throw an evil laugh in here? Sure, just don't overdo it. <laughs> so what happened next, Rita? 
And what does all this have to do with me and my grandpa eating donuts and playing dreidel? We're getting there. So, jumping ahead, there was a very brave man, a leader among the Jewish people. His name was... Judah Maccabee. Judah Maccabee, and his followers were known as the Maccabees. We must think of ways to make Antiochus leave Israel. Surely there must be some other land he can conquer to stop bothering and bullying us. At first, Judah's followers weren't so sure about his plans. The king was pretty powerful. He had lots of soldiers, and, you know, he was in charge. He even had an army of elephants to help him fight. Friends, if we think very hard and plan carefully, we will be able to defeat Antiochus. And did they? Yes. It took a long time, and Judah and his friends had to be very, very clever. But eventually, they drove Antiochus and his army out of Israel. As soon as Antiochus and his soldiers were gone, the Jewish people hurried to Jerusalem to clean their temple. And, oh, brother, what a mess! Was it bad? Oh, it was bad. It was Hamu Robbie's on half-off bagel burgers day bad. The beautiful menorah was gone, and the floor covered in trash, broken furniture, and jagged pieces from the shattered jars of oil. So, the Maccabees built a new menorah. At first, they worried that they would not be able to light it, but they searched and searched until at last they found one tiny jar of oil, enough to give light for just one evening. The Maccabees knew that it would be at least eight days until they could prepare more oil, but they lit the menorah anyway. To their surprise, this little jar of oil burned for eight days. First, their small group had chased away the king's large army, and now the tiny jar of oil had lasted for eight whole days. It was a miracle. That's awesome! Deep in the basement of Sofa Shalom, there's a dusty library that's really the home. Of a magical bookcase to another world, when Micah and Miri and their friends are home. Where there's wolves and hares living fairy tales Mr. Safer, the golem, and glass shoe sales So come join us for the magic and mystery Maybe even a bit of Jewish history Auntie PJ's here to give us a taste Of all the adventures beyond the bookcase Beyond the bookcase, beyond the bookcase Happy Hanukkah, Evie in blue Hi, Micah! Happy Hanukkah! Hi, Mary. Wow, Mary, you were right. This library is full of Hanukkah decorations. See, I told you, Blue. Even though Auntie PJ reminded us that Hanukkah is actually a minor holiday in the Jewish calendar, she still went totally major. Come on. The way you talk about Auntie PJ, is she like a cool rapping granny? Not exactly, Evie. Is she a sweet old lady who crochets blankets? Not quite, Evie. But she's... Your aunt? Well, you see, Blue, she's kind of everyone's aunt. You've just got to meet her. There they are, standing. Oh, oh, hello, kids, and happy Hanukkah. Who are these new exquisite friends? I'm Evie, and I'm very curious about those jewels on that table over there. 
I always carry a hand lens in my bag, just in case I need to inspect some gems or anthills or build a makeshift fire in case of emergency. I love a gal who comes prepared, and those are from my last trip to Morocco. Look anytime. And this little one over here is... Blue! Like the color. Pleasure to meet ya. Blue's eight, so they're a little younger than we are. Excuse me, but I'm eight and a half. It's an important distinction, even if those cads in high school engineering club insist I can't join until I'm actually in high school. <gasps> what nerve! Well, I'm a card-carrying member of the Micronesian Adventurers Engineering Club, and we'd love to have you. Cool! We invited our friends to come check out the library, especially since you decorated, and wow! I figured for something called the Festival of Lights, I should really go for it. Twinkly lights, large bulbs, string lights, plus menorahs I've collected from my years of travel. This little gold one is from when I solo scooted across Paris. Très magnifique, non? And this here is from Argentina, which I got in trade from teaching locals some trapeze work. Ah, oh, it's a long story. Wow, you seem really brave. Oh, she is. Auntie PJ's done bobsledding, spy missions... Allegedly. And even ridden an elephant. I wish I had that kind of bravery. Mm, tell Auntie PJ all about it, Evie. Well, I really want to play ice hockey. Doesn't that sound amazing? But I don't know how to tell my parents. I know they're getting me some figure skates for Hanukkah. Lucky. It's definitely socks for me again. We don't do presents. Just a lot of good food. That sounds amazing, Blue. And I don't know how to tell them I want hockey skates because I want to join the team. It stressed me out so much. I feel like I'm afraid of everything now and... Ugh. Sounds like you just need a good old shot of Omet's Lev. Omet's Lev? Yes, young scholars. Omet's Lev means courage of the heart in Hebrew. Mora J has a fabulous lesson all about it. So, just, like, bravery? Not bravery. Courage. Bravery is an act, but courage, well, that's something different. That comes from your heart. That's what gives you the power to do all sorts of things you might be scared to do. Because courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means doing something even though you're afraid. So, like, you're saying bravery is jumping off my bed and courage is becoming a skydiver? Well, that's more being a thrill seeker. You see, Micah, an act of bravery can lead to courage. Like, like when I was a kid, I was terrified of speaking in front of people. Ah, glossophobia. What? It's the fear of public speaking. It's actually very common. And you had this, Auntie PJ? But you talk to practically everyone now. I saw you give a lecture to 100 people on the social structure of lemurs. Fascinating. Goodness, yes. My knees would go weak and I would be sweaty and my throat felt all... Constricted? Excellent word. Exactly. That's just how I feel about talking to my parents. How'd you get over it, Auntie PJ? The only way to live in courage is to practice. Omet's Lev, it's in me. It's been in our people for thousands of years. And it's in all of you, including you, sweet Evie. Then why have I never heard of it before? Oh, but you have. Do you know the Hanukkah story? The Maccabees defeat Antiochus and his army, but that was a miracle. Aha. Uh -huh. So the actual miracle was the candle staying lit for eight days, but beating a large, better-equipped, better-funded, super-scary army, that was Omet's Lev. 
Hmm. Ah, well, it was worth a shot. Why don't you kids have a look around while I hang my piece de resistance, a giant neon menorah from Cleveland? Ooh. The older bookcase in the back has some very, very interesting volumes on it. Ah, PJ, you've outdone yourself this time. Come on, everybody. We didn't really have just decorations to show you. Micah and I need to tell you about something incredible. If it works again. What in the world are you talking about? To the oldest, dustiest, and weirdest bookcase in the library. It's so crowded and dusty back here. It's almost impossible to see where we're going. I'm okay. Evie, look at this book that fell out. Jack B. Nimble, a Hanukkah story. Blue, what are you talking about? Jack B. Nimble? That's a nursery rhyme, not a... Whoa. Ah, it's glowing. The book is glowing. And what's that sound? Here we go again. What's happening? <laughs> Hold on, everybody. Excuse me, what just happened? Maybe we should have warned you. But then again, we weren't sure it would work again. Auntie PJ's library is kind of magical. We discovered it recently. That's not scientifically possible. Magic isn't real. Tell that to the giant clay golem standing behind you, Blue. Welcome back to the land of Mashal, <laughs> where stories come to life. Ticket, please. Ticket? Nobody told me we needed tickets. I don't have a ticket. Being prepared is my thing. Evie, it's okay. Deep breaths. We have the ticket. Our bookmark. You're friends with him? Well, in a way. This is all very improbable. But also amazing. Thanks, Golem. So what's going on in Michelle today? It looks different. Last time we were here... There was a giant stadium and a huge race going on inside it. But this seems like like a carnival. Well, what's going on is... What's going on? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. You've not only returned, but you've brought more children? Oh, no, 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 no. Hi, Hi Mr. Safair. Excuse me, Mr. Safair. Are you a nematode or an annelid? Ah, now here is a child with a thirst for learning the world as it is, which I can much appreciate. I am a bookworm, and that is the long and short of it. What's going on at that carnival over there? Can we go play? Carnival? What carnival? I certainly don't see a Mashal's annual festival of lights extravaganza, nor do I see a large crowd gathered to watch Jack perform amazing feats of strength and agility. Why do I always do that? That sounds awesome. And impressive. Well, today, no feats of strength or agility. Jack is just standing there. I wonder why. Where? I can't see anything. Oh, there's a great view just over there. You'll be able to see everything. Come on, Mr. Safer, learn to stop yourself. You're always giving away the secrets of Mashal. Thanks for the tip, Mr. Safer. Come on, let's go. No changing anything. Everything in its place and everyone where they belong. No more hares and tortoises hanging out together. Okay, bye. Bye, Golem. Bye-bye, my friend. He's nimble. He's quick. Hey, 
Everybody, let's see if we can get Jack to jump over one of these candlesticks, huh? Wow, this is amazing. Sorry, which Jack is he? There's like six of them in these stories. I think we met this one when Tortoise and Hare raced each other, and Snow White blew out her candlestick. I'm sorry, what happened? We'll tell you about it later. Come on, let's get closer. And this is it, folks. Jack is heading toward the candlestick. He's in position, and... And he's backed away. Again. And now he's just sitting on the ground in the dirt. Man, he does not look too good. I feel like we should help him, right? Someone's got to do something. I feel uncomfortable when grown-ups cry. Um, hi, excuse me. Jack? Yes? Hello. Some of us saw you at the tortoise and hare race. The obstacle course you set up was wonderful. Hey, uh, Jack, we couldn't help but notice that you are, um, having trouble jumping over your candles today. They're not even lit. Used to be that all my stunts were lit. Hey, a pun. I can appreciate wordplay. So, what happened with your stunts, and which Jack are you? Pail of water? Beanstalk? I gather we're in a world of fairy tales here. You're thinking of my cousin, John. He goes by Jack also. Although I did once climb a 14-mile beanstalk, but not to meet a giant. Then why? One, because it was there. And two, when you're nimble and quick like me, people expect you to do cool stunts, and I am the best. It started with candlesticks and uh, just grew from there. Oh, you're that Jack. Well, I was until, well, until earlier this week. Now I don't feel so much like jumping or nimbling, you know? Why? I really can't say. I, I mean, suddenly I'm quite worried I'm going to burn my tuchus. On unlit candles, though? Gah, it's just so scary all of a sudden. Well, that makes sense. There are nine candles on this Hanukkah. Probably because it's the special candle holder we use for Hanukkah. And that middle one is so tall. Because it's the shamash, the helper candle. You use it to light the others. If, you know, the candles were lit. And these other candles, well, they're just different. Usually I jump over Shabbat candles. Standard, plain, simple. But these, these, well, they're made of beeswax and they're colorful and the texture is funny and they're all different heights and... <laughs> it's all just too much. Jack, if you're so nervous, then why'd you bring a crowd together with an announcer? Well, the candle jump is an annual tradition at the Mishal Festival of Lights, but I've never jumped to Hanukkah before. I figured if the crowd got together, it would pump me up to do a trick, but now I'm just scared of the crowd. It's making my anxiety so much worse. Wait here. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> hey, everybody! Jack is gonna take a five, so head on over to Snow White's food truck, the definitely not poisoned apple. All the apple goodness, none of the poison. Now featuring apple latkes. Grab a bite and then come on back for the show. There, we've got some time to talk this through, Jack. Thank you so much. I couldn't catch my breath. My name's Evie, and I know this feeling you have well. It's like a voice is caught in your throat. And your feet won't move? And your blood is fast? And the voice in your head is saying you just can't do it? Exactly. Hey, isn't this sort of what Auntie PJ was talking about? Omar Lex? Omet's oh, Lev. 
She called it courage of the heart. Courage of the heart? Yes. As PJ said, courage doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means doing something even though you're afraid. Sounds simple when you say it like that, but, uh, oh, I just don't know. <laughs> I can tell you what I do when I'm afraid. I stop and take a big, deep breath. Maybe we can do that? We, we can try. Come on, Jack. We'll all do it with you. was nice. What we're doing is calming our central nervous system. Oxygen is wonderful for that. You sure do know a lot, kid. What do you do when you're scared? To be honest, it helps me to look at a problem logically. I doubt you're scared of actually jumping over a few small candlesticks. It seems like it might be something deep-seated, which just means it's buried a little lower. Wow, I never thought to think of it like that. It's not that I'm afraid of playing hockey or even talking to my parents. I'm scared of, I don't know. Their reaction? Yes, maybe. I don't want them to say no or to think I won't be good at it. Wanting the people you love to support you is definitely a big one. Maybe I feel like that too. If I don't do my stunts perfectly, what will I have left? What will people think? <laughs> hey, dude, you're really getting in your head. I know what it's like to be scared to show off a stunt to people. It's like when I learned the slack line at camp. And you were scared? I mean, don't tell anyone, but yeah. Well, uh, what did you do? I called my sister Miri, and she reminded me that I loved trying new things and had been talking about the slack line all summer. Do you have someone you could call? My cousin John slash Jack, I guess. He's pretty fearless. I know exactly what he'd say. Jack, you've traversed a mountainside of goats. You've won the Golden Nimbleness 12 years running. You once jumped over 16 Shabbat candles and didn't burn your tuchus at all. <laughs> <laughs> you've got quite a resume. It's good to remember that you've already done this once and were brave. That's what I do. I remember a time when I was brave, and so I know it already happened, and I can do it again. Evie, remember that time you asked your parents to go to overnight space camp? You were sure they'd say no. Oh, yeah. I thought they'd think it was too dangerous to be away or that I was silly for wanting to try something new. What did they say? Well, they said to go for it and to save my allowance. <laughs> they were very supportive. I was scared to tell my mom I only wanted dresses with pockets forever. I thought she'd think I was ungrateful. But... Actually, she agreed with me. And when we got new clothes, we made sure they were right and were able to donate what we weren't using. The brain is an amazing thing, but it sometimes works against us. Hey, uh, Jack. Sorry to interrupt this a meeting of the minds, but the crowd's coming back and they are ready to see some jumping. Whew. I don't know. You got 30 seconds, pal. Oh, no! My apple latka! There's an apple latka coming right towards us! Look out! I've got it! Micah, throw me that stick! Evie, that was incredible! What a slap shot! Okay, you have to talk to your parents about playing hockey and being a goalie. That's definitely the spot I want. Jack, you've got this. And even if you think you don't, we've got this. I'm remembering now that even when I've been scared... 
Sometimes holding someone's hand and doing it together can fill you with courage. I don't mind helping you out. Let's all do it. Would that help? You'd be willing to get in front of that crowd and jump with me? Are you kidding? I would love it. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Maybe I'm building this into something too big. If you can have courage hearts, so can I. Courage hearts. I like that. I think that's exactly Omet's love. Thank you all for coming back, and wow, do we have a show for you. Four-time pole vaulting champion, winner of last year's tallest sugar climb, and general brave fella about town, Jack is back. Thank you for your patience, everyone. I've got a great group of friends with me, and we are here to present the first ever five-person jump over a Hanukkah. Ready, everybody? Ready! Evie, uh, you stand next to me. I'll need your wonderful courage heart the most. Thanks, Jack. I'm proud of you. Let's go, team! Okay, everybody. Let's count them in. Three, two... Well, you can absolutely do it. And you know what? We can totally make this jump. Everybody holding on to their latkes now? Yeah, sorry. Announcer, give us that countdown one last time. All right. fun it is to perform for a crowd. Go take a bow, Jack. Let's all take a bow. Thank you, everyone, for staying for my feats of agility. I know I've been away for a bit, but I'll be here all week, and tomorrow, we're lighting the candles. (laughs) Thank you all so much. Your tips to breathe, thinking through what the real fear is, talking to a trusted friend, remembering you've already done it, and, and holding someone's hand for that last final boost... Well, they were perfect. I've got my courage heart back. I think I do, too. I'm ready to talk to my parents. Yay! And looks like you'll get the chance sooner rather than later. That portal's opening back up again. Oh, man. I wanted a definitely not poisoned apple. Maybe next time. Thank you, everybody. Bye, Jack. That seemed incredibly impossible, and yet... Wait, that did happen, didn't it? It sure did. Look at our bookmark. It has the stamp that Golem put in. Oh, no. I wonder if PJ was worried about where we were. Let's go find her. PJ! Uh Aha, there you all are. I just finished frying some delicious jelly donuts for us all, and... Why why do you smell like a carnival? PJ! The bookcase opened up again. And we went to Mashal, and the golem stamped our bookmark. And we met a very brusque worm, who I definitely believe was from the Nematoda phylum. Uh Uh-oh, oh. And we jumped over candlesticks with Jack. And I think I really, really get Omet's left now. Thanks, PJ. Thank me for what? I saw nothing. I was merely piping jelly. My hands were all busy. Jelly was everywhere. You know how it is. Well, anyway, thanks for having us over. I definitely have something important to talk to my parents about as soon as I get home. I love to hear it. Please come grab these snacks while they're hot before you head out. And maybe you can recap your lecture on lemurs. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) 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 Yamabokis. 
snuggle up and let me read you a little something. Say goodbye to it and settle right in for hugs, snuggles, stories, and more, and so many sweet things in store. Welcome to Afternoons with Mimi. Goodbye. See you tomorrow morning. Well, isn't this a treat? A Hanukkah sleepover with two of my grandchildren. I'm actually kind of excited that Z is here. It's his first sleepover with you, Mimi. Well, we will definitely have to say a shehehianu for that. That's the special blessing for when you do something for the first time, right? Indeed. And this is the first time we're sleeping over your house for the second night of Hanukkah. We got to say it last night, too, because you're always supposed to say one on the first night of Hanukkah. Excellent point. Now, why don't you put your stuff down and I'll get Z settled in the high chair. Then we can eat our latkes, light the candles, and... Play dreidel? <laughs> you know it. I'm ready to help. Excellent. Now, will you please bring me the box of candles from over there on the counter? Got them. So, it's the second night of Hanukkah. How many candles will we need? Three. The shamash, or helper candle, and then a candle for each night. Great job. You're so smart, my love. <laughs> and Z is learning a lot, too. You see? Lots of Jewish holidays have people lighting candles. It's important to be a light in the world. Right, Mimi? Exactly, Nishamashali. Okay. Now, Z, I'm going to teach you how to put the candles in the Hanukkiah. Can you say Hanukkiah? Good try. We'll keep working on that. A Hanukkah is a special menorah just for Hanukkah. See how there's nine spots for candles? Ima and Baba have other ones for other times that don't have as many spots. So first we put it here in a safe place, and then we put the helper candle right here in the middle. Mimi, can you help me reach? And then because it's the second night, we add two candles, and we put them, um, um... Mimi? You're doing a great job. My menorah at home has the numbers for each night written on it, but yours doesn't. So where do the candles go? Here and here. We always put the candles in the menorah from right to left, but... We light them the other way. Yes, correct again. Left to right. That's how we light. That's what Uncle Danny always says. It's a good way to remember. You do the lighting part, right? Because fire is not for little kids. Maybe next year you could help light. So, we've put our candles in right to left, and now we're going to light the shamash, say some blessings, and then light the others. And we light... Left to right. Perfect. Here's the shamash. And now, the first blessing. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kudshanu, Mimi, can I say it in English? Go right ahead. Dear God, creator of our world, thank you for giving us rules that make our lives special and for teaching us to light these Hanukkah candles. Wonderful. 
and now light the other candles, left to right. And now we say, Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, she'asah nisim la'avotenu, bayamim hahem, bazman chazeh. And do you know the English for this one? Yes. Dear God, creator of our world, thank you for performing miracles for our ancestors, long ago and now. Perfect. Mimi, Mimi, you're forgetting something. The Shehechianu? Yep. Will you try it with me? Sure. I think I know this one. Baruch atah Adonai. Baruch atah Adonai. Eloheinu melech haolam. Eloheinu melech haolam. Shehechianu. Vikiamanu. Shehechianu. Vikiamanu. Vihigianu. Vihigianu. Lazman hazeh. Lazman hazeh. Dear God, creator of our world, thank you for keeping us alive so we can celebrate this important moment. Perfect. Perfect. And now. Dreidel and Lakas? You know it. Whether you listen to these stories while you're snuggled up enjoying the glow of the candles or driving over to a friend's house for a Laka cook-off, we hope you have a bright and gorgeous Hanukkah. Hag Sameach, everyone!